Hello, welcome to the Grappling Gardens podcast. I'm your host, John Getz. We're on episode number 13. Let's get to it. grappling gardens podcast i'm your host john getz we are on podcast number 13 so unlucky number 13 i guess (laughs) but um, we had a great podcast the other day about our maple syrup production i had my dad on and seemed to have a really good uh result from it seemed to have a lot of people excited about it um we will bring him back on soon we'll have another sap boil at some point soon i'm sure but we ended up bottling around four gallons like we had expected um, to do yesterday, which was great. Really a good day overall. Um, very much what we expected. And it was not very... There weren't a lot of imperfections in our syrup. So this year it was not very much sugar sand, not very much niter, not not very much removal with our filters because there wasn't much... There weren't many imperfections. It went right through the filters very, very well. Um, this first batch and I'm not sure if that's going to change over time and I think uh, a correction that was that we found out later on in the day was I believe my dad had sucrose and glucose to fructose for like the what type of sugar conversion it is and I believe fructose it's flipped so I believe fructose is the first and it's much more simple and then as it gets more complex it caramelizes faster so just a brief correction that needed to be made. But on that same wavelength of our maple syrup, um, we're, I want to talk about how we do our tapping, how we do our collection, and how everything goes. Because I know we've had quite a few questions on that. I know if you look online and you go on like those Wisconsin Maple Syrup Company, or the, the there's like a Facebook page that you can go to the Wisconsin Maple Syrup. Um, there are a lot of other opportunities to learn about how to make maple syrup and we did a video on our facebook and instagram and we kind of stayed stay in tune with that but we did a video of how to tap a tree but that'll that's similar to what we're going to be talking about today but again we get these weather stretches where it's above freezing during the day and below freezing at night and that's ideal for maple syrup making so we're in southeastern wisconsin we're in um west bend slinger area and really it's been 40 degrees during the day and 28 at night which is perfect for maple syrup it's a little cloudy which isn't always the best but the temperature is pretty good so they've been flowing it's been great obviously we did our first boil yesterday and we got all the way to bottling Um, but how we actually go through the process of tapping the trees is pretty cool too so we start out, we actually pick out all of our trees in the in the summer, so we need to check leaves. So, so the difference between the way that we tell the difference between our sugars and our silvers is the leaf that the sugar maples have is very different from the silver maple leaf. Now, it's I say it's very different. You would say, if, if you're not um, looking for specific details, you would say that they look very similar but the the sugar maple is 
a little bit broader of a leaf. It's still very similar, but just much more broad. It still has the same maple characteristics of all, all the maple trees have very similar leaves, but they are, they have slightly different characteristics. And then the sugar maple is a little bit more skinny. Um, and that's just like the very, very rudimentary, just really quick and easy way to distinguish some of them. But there are a lot more details as well with our leaves, but I won't bore you with all those details. Um, but more so during the summer, we check out which trees are which. So then we specify by our ribbons of which is a silver maple and which is a sugar maple. Then once we get into fall, um, obviously all, all the all the leaves fall off and we just double check to make sure all the ribbon is still attached at that time or as the leaves are falling. And then winter happens, we get into towards um, when we believe maple syrup will start running, which isn't always um, as like like this year, just kind of showed up out of nowhere. But we like to double check throughout the year a couple times just to make sure our ribbons, we don't lose them because there are certain trees that over the winter, over the spring, over the summer, we lose ribbons. Um, and we just have to double check to make sure that they're still attached. Otherwise, we'd have less trees to tap because we don't know for certain if it's a maple or sugar maple or a silver maple or whatever or whatnot. But we end up going um, around. So once we get into this springtime, we go and we work to tap the trees that we have labeled. All right. And we've got two different colored buckets. Um, one, which is a white bucket we do for our sugar maple. And then our green buckets are for our silver maple. So the ribbon distinguishes them and then the bucket also distinguishes them. So when we're collecting, we know how they separate. Um, when we're tapping, so a lot of times we take our bucket, so we use two gallon buckets on each tree. All right, we use two gallon buckets. We take a two foot line, little PVC liner. I guess it's a, it's a flex, um, a poly flex tubing. We take that from the bucket up to the tap and we use about a two foot length line so basically you put the bucket down you pull the line you put it in the hole in the bucket and then you put it up to approximately where you want your tap all right and a lot of times i'll move down about an inch or two just to give a little bit of play so that the lines don't get too short if, if snow melts or whatnot but we use buckets we use lines um, we don't use a lot of people use lines throughout the whole woods where they do it straight from tap and then it runs to like a main line and almost kind of looks like a water piping system in a house or whatnot, but it's just lines all over the woods. Well, that makes it really hard to walk through and check in, in our opinion. And on top of that, squirrels will like climb on them and like animals will climb on them. We don't have the best experience with that. And not that we have a ton of experience with it. We just figure we'd take the time and energy to do the bucket system. It seems a little bit better to us. We also like the bucket system because we can clean out each bucket. Even when we're going through, we can at least wipe the buckets. We find that bags, if something bad happens in the bag or you get some kind of gross um, item in the bag, it it just is really hard to clean. So in our experience, the buckets are, are our favorite method. So again, you got bucket on the ground, we use that two foot line so we can see approximately where we need the tap. And then we take our drill bit with the proper diameter. So you, certain taps are certain sizes and diameter. You take that drill bit, you drill it in about an inch and a half or so. And a lot of times we'll drill 
and like drill to that depth a couple times just at that same spot but just making sure we're clearing out all the sawdust and all like the um just any debris that's in there as we're drilling and we make sure to clean it out we even take a little screwdriver and dig in there just to like scoop out any additional material and then we tap our um we tap our spigot in or our um, tap in so as, as we're putting it in it's interesting so when you start tapping it has a nice knocking sound and then all of a sudden it'll have almost like a muffled like uh, it'll the sound will change from like a normal tap like when you're tapping on something and it'll change much more to like a very like muffled sound so like you can hear you heard me tapping on the table it's like that's where it starts is like the knock 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 and then as soon as you get to a certain depth it'll change that means that it's made a seal. That means that it's in there tight. And that is like the depth that you should be. Once it starts making that noise, you know, maybe give it one more tap and that's it. But you don't need to go crazy. You're not trying to pound it all the way in. You're trying to pound it till you hear the noise. So that determines if it's in or not. And then we take that, that little uh, poly pipe and put it to the end of our tap. And then we have a, a line directly from our tree down to our bucket. As we're drilling, we drill slightly on an inclined inclined angle so like the water or the sap will naturally kind of go out of the tap but again like it it needs to at least be straight in if not slight angle but nothing too crazy um and that's how we actually tap the trees and again if you if you're interested in that you want to see a little bit more in detail we do have a video that actually shows us tapping trees and kind of how we do that as we go around and tap it tap trees we have a fun little um it's a fun tool for us we, we have a rope in which so certain diameters of trees are able to take certain amounts of taps so how we always do it how we always do it i think is like a little bit different i you can see online a range from like eight eight inch diameter to 10 inch diameter or whatnot some some people say eight some people say 10 whatnot we we always stuck with eight but making sure that it's above eight so at certain increments of diameter can take a certain amount of taps so at eight inches of diameter of a tree it can take one tap some people say 10 some people say eight humor us here stick with the eight so at eight they can take one tap at 16 they can take two taps at 24 they can take three taps and then you know usually there aren't many trees that are over 24 inches but if they are like obnoxiously huge um typically we don't put a fourth tap in there's a couple trees that we have that are a, that are approximately three and a half to four foot diameter which we end up putting a fourth tap in just because they're they're so obnoxiously big it's it's basically equivalent to two diameters for three like two of the three um let me let me back up there real quick so in finding out the diameter of the tree what we actually do is take the circumference of the tree so we did a calculation of how many inches it would be if it was an eight inch diameter tree how much circumference that tree should have so the distance all the way around then on our rope we mark out that length so we have a red tape line for what would be an eight inch diameter tree when you wrap the rope all the way around it so if you're if the end of the rope does not overlap with that line it either means like if it's pulled through and it overlaps that line it's too short 
it's not it doesn't have a big enough diameter but if it's if that line does not get all the way to the end of the rope then it can take a one inch or one single tap because it's over eight inches if it gets to the second rope and can't go over the second rope then it's 16 inches if it's the third rope it can't you know it's over 24 inches and so on and so forth so it's kind of cool it's our it's a quick measuring device so it makes it really easy like as we walk through the woods we go oh we'll look at trees and we'll say okay this one looks like it had a tap last year let's just double check the the diameter boom checked or some of them it's like that one didn't get tapped yet but it looks like it's close let's check it and you can just throw the throw the rope around really quick try it and go nope not quite there yet um, but those ones that are really really big that we put a fourth one in basically the rope can almost like the rope only gets halfway around with like the marks so it's basically double that double the circumference that it needs to be for three taps so we end up putting a fourth in those trees we don't try to go crazy um, I know it's not recommended to put more than that so we don't try to do anything with like the ones that are close but anything that's like obnoxiously huge we end up putting a fourth one in we might be um, ambitious for that but at the same time we have not had a problem with it thus far so really some cool things though so that that's some fun stuff that we do and then every day we go out there and we bucket collect so again as we go out there we take five gallon buckets so obviously it was two gallon pails that we put out there we use five gallon buckets and collect and then we have a reservoir that's hooked up to the back of the tractor it's about 35 gallons and we fill that up and then as we get that full we bring it back up to the shed and empty it out into some stainless steel rolling totes that really help us move um, all the sap around because it's really hard you know it's, it's water pretty much and it's heavy so if you have you know 200 gallons of sap it's pretty hard to move that unless you get it in smaller quantities and actually have wheels and whatnot on it so we always put them in like these 30 gallon stainless steel totes that we can just like push around and they've got wheels on them which is cool so we put them in those and then we'll just take however many trips we need to do we'll take multiple trips with the tractor but a lot of times we'll fill the buckets as my dad's bringing the tractor up to um, unload and then as he gets down we'll have like all the buckets filled to fill up right away and then just keep going in cycles like that but it usually only takes us about an hour and a half to do um, all of our taps which maybe two hours um, and if we have a really crazy day it can be up to two and a half if just we have absolutely um, all of our buckets are almost completely full because there's so many loads that need to happen but most of the time it's like an hour and a half which isn't really too bad at all um, I would recommend if you do have a maple tree and you want to try it I would recommend trying it out having some fun you're not gonna get a crazy amount of maple syrup from one tree um, you might get quite a bit you, you might be surprised but at the same time we're we're looking at roughly a, a quart on a good year we roughly get a quart of maple syrup out of one tap over the course of like eight weeks so it's it's a long time and you don't get very much but it's one of those fun things where it's a fun activity kids enjoy it and i know um, one of my friends actually had asked to have me come over and tap a tree at their house so that his son well him and his son can both check it out and um see how like the sap flows out and then taste the maple syrup and whatnot because you know his kid loves loves our maple syrup but it's cool to have you know that knowledge too of like hey if you tap this tree you can make maple syrup and whatnot but 
just something cool that's that's how we tap that's um i think a little bit different from a lot of other places and a lot of other operations and again we're pretty small scale compared to some of these operations i mean some of these places are doing 1200 gallons a day and whatnot and that's that's insane um if we have a crazy day and we get up to 200 that's we're very much like oh my gosh we're almost going to be flooded out type deal but we don't we don't do constant boils either like we were talking about with our boils we do batch type boils in which we only take a few days worth of sap and boil that down each time so we have like very distinct products from like the first couple weeks the second couple weeks to the third couple weeks of maple syrup season so they taste drastically different versus if you have a huge quantity and you do these massive boils your first couple weeks taste the same because you're boiling so much all the time and you're just constantly boiling and i don't i don't think that they get to the end product as often you know as as often as we do meaning they don't get to the end product um as regularly you know they're doing 50 100 gallon batches and we're talking about battling four gallons yesterday so (laughs) a little little different little different operation and a little different um size and scale and yeah and again i mean if you've been sticking to the podcast you also heard that we have kind of that special bourbon barrel aged maple syrup that will be coming out later on so again bourbon barrel aged that's going to be um around farm day which is early june but that's something that we'll have as well this year which is something cool so again we'll have that sugar maple silver maple we just let yesterday's boil was just sugar maple so we'll have so that's all set the early season of that has been kind of completed the first batch um silver maple's batch will be coming in soon we'll probably end up doing a second sugar batch just because we get more of that syrup or sap before uh we get to the silver first batch but still in the early season of everything um but then again we'll have that later on we'll have some different types of maple syrup some different flavors and then we'll have that aged one that was aged in that bourbon barrel um starting in june so stay tuned in the podcast um happy that you guys are listening so intently and and excited about our maple syrup production we'll kind of stay on this track for a little bit i'm assuming that we're going to get my dad on again he might talk about his honeybee operation coming in soon so there might be a little teaser and plug for that right here but that being said it's they're still doing some bee stuff or we're still doing bee stuff even in uh you know the cold weather right now so it's really kind of a cool time of year a lot of fun things and kind of an early uh early start to spring so i guess i don't think the groundhog saw a shadow so i heard it's early spring this year so Hopefully, uh, hopefully you have a great day and I will talk to you guys soon.